Where are okay. you? I am presently in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh, and a um, uh, little before uh, we um, we take a cab and go to the castle to Dublin, was seeking. Um, on the first morning of Hanukkah. You, I'm assuming, all lit already, and I lit last night, and we're, um, it's still, I guess we're sharing the same night. It's still nighttime here as well. It's before... Your topic touches a Shiloh I asked you that you never answered. I don't, I, okay, so let's, let's, let's begin right now. Uh, an illegal, illegal building or remodeling, is it a sakana for people? Do you have to tell anyone? Okay, so well, let's start, and we'll, maybe we'll segue into what you're talking about as well, Shia. Um The Shiloh is like this. Somebody said that um, um, two people are involved in the entire here in Eretz Yisrael, unfortunately, unfortunately, whichever way you want to look at it. And the person uh, built an addition to his house on land that is disputed. Ruvain, who built the addition, claims the land is his. Shimon claims the land is his. So they went to a Dintaira, and they're in the middle of the Dintaira. It's a complicated case. I don't, I don't know any of the details of the case. I don't know who the people are. It's a complicated case. So now, this is as Dine Taira go, Lahavatel, as court cases go for sure. Um, it's, taken a, it's taken a while to... Um, to sift through everything to figure it out. Meanwhile, Ruvain, let's say he did a Bishogig, I don't, I don't know. He uh, built and added onto his house on this land that was disputed. Um, furnished, you know, he he furnished that that room or that addition. And the um, shayla is, does he put up a mezuzah? And if he does put up a mezuzah, does he put up a bracha? Number one which is not going to be the focus of today's years as much as the final. The focus is if the apartment would com- be his completely, the home would be his completely, that addition is the best place to light a menorah. The question is, does he light a menorah there? You know, uh, <laughs> question is, is it his? And if it's not his, uh, can he light a menorah there? That's, that's the, those are the questions that are, that are on hand uh, for tonight's shear. And uh, that's what we're going to try to do right now. Um, so let's let's begin this year in, uh, in in what many would consider a uh, uh, not a place that I would think of beginning such a shear. Okay, so um, in Hilchas um, uh, in the halachas of Baltolin, Baltolin is in Simon Shinlam Mites in uh, in Cheshem Mishpat. So you hang on for one second. So, um, in in Shin in Shimon the the halachas are about um, if a person uh, hires a worker and doesn't pay him on time. Baltolin. So the first sif in Shimon Shimon talks about is the baltolin on um, not only hiring people. There's baltolin on renting kalim and not paying on time for the kalim. And then there's a question, is the Baltolin, we spoke about this, is the Baltolin on, on, on land, meaning somebody went ahead and, uh, nice to see you, Ricky, I don't know who Avram is, and Shui, I'm assuming it's, it's Feinmark, likes to see everybody. So the question here is, and this disputed, this disputed piece of property, um, or nothing, forget about property for a moment, if somebody goes to a hotel, rents a hotel room, and doesn't pay, doesn't pay, he pays late. 
He pays late. Nowadays, I know in most hotels, it's not the gate. They take your credit card before you even get into the room. But um, if, if, is a person going to be over the Yisra Valtel? And if he rents an apartment from somebody, it's not a hotel. And when the time is up, and he doesn't pay a meet, he doesn't pay within the 12 hours after the rental is finished. So there's a machlokes. Is that also going to be in the in the category of paying wages late? So the the Ksai says a very interesting thing. Land, we all know that a, a piece of karka, a piece of karka is a is a piece of karka. You can't steal it. Karka ain't an exelus. You can't steal karka. However, the question is like this: When you build onto a piece of property, you start off with objects that are not attached to the ground. You take the stones, you take the wood, you take they take the bricks. And you make a room. So that room, is that room considered karka? Which is, I think, most the way most of us would talk. Of course it's karka. It's connected to the ground. It's karka. So the Ksay says, no, it's not so posh. Because if you take things, it's called chibru, you attach them, excuse me, tolash, something which was disconnected, although say chibru, in the end you connect it. Something which is, again, bricks, wood, whatever the materials are, which is tolash, it's disconnected. Well, the safe Hebrew at the end you connect it. So the question is, is that of a din of karka or not? Okay, that's that's a shayla. The Ksai says it does not have a din of karka, and one is over the iser of Baltolan for not paying on time for renting property. I know people who rent property would probably be very interested in knowing this. That besides for the fact that you made up a deal, you signed a contract, and if we got to pay on time, besides that, there's an iser deraisa. Uh, at least according to the Ksais, and many people pass in that way, is this the Raisa? Because this is not considered land, which is, of course, that's always the case. When you build something on Karka, it's tolish, it's detached, so that's the Shaila. It's going to get a little complicated for a minute, but I think it's it's fascinating as far as what uh, what happens over here. So the Ksais Paskins that tolash, is not considered Karka. And therefore, there's an Isra Daraisa of Baltolan. It's a little bit, again, counterintuitive. It's got to be considered that detached, and therefore there's going to be an Isra of Baltolan. Okay, now listen to what happens here. A person cannot steal land. That means that somebody has a piece of property, and somebody goes ahead and, uh, and, and, and plants a crop on the property. Somebody goes ahead, nowadays, puts a fence around the property, and then, and then makes a park adds it to his house, does whatever he wants. So the karka itself, you cannot steal karka. The reason you can't steal karka is because you can't pick it up and move it. The only way to steal something is by picking it up and moving it. You can't do that. You can't move the karka. Therefore, karka is anonyxelous. It doesn't mean you're not over an issa. We're not talking about the issa for a moment. We're talking about can you change ownership of this piece of land by doing anything to the property. So the, the simple... Halacha is karka ain't an exilus. You can't steal land. You can't steal that. Okay, now, let's understand what happened over here. This person has a piece of property that abuts his house. And he goes ahead, hires workers, and he builds a room. And he attaches the room to his house. Attaches the room to his house. So, as far as the karka is concerned, the karka does not belong to the person who built onto the property because the karka is being contested. Ruvain built, in addition to his house, on what Shimon claims is his property. So therefore, we're in the middle of a Din Torah. And right now, the property, the property itself, is in Machlaikis land. Shimon has aided him that he owned the property. Reuven's claiming that he bought the property. So Karka is in an exilus. But then Reuven went ahead, as we said, and he built onto the property. 
he built an addition to his house on the property. So what's the status with that addition? So if you hold, like the Ksais just mentioned, that by building onto that property, <clears throat> the property is going to fall in the category of metaltolin, and if it'll be an Isser Baltolin, if that's the case, then what's the din with this building as far as, let's stick to Hanukkah for a moment. Is it my, is it my room? I built the addition. Nobody's contesting that. I paid for the workers. I built the addition. And therefore, I'm claiming the addition is mine. So if it's mine, can I, can I, can I light Hanukkah nearest in that room? Can I put up a mezuzah? So here's, it, it, it's, really a, it's really an incredible type of a shiloh. Now, again, if the room itself is considered stolen because the walls and the ceiling were considered metaltolin, so now I have a property in which the building is Ruvain's, Ruvain's, and even though the land belongs to Shimon, but the room itself belongs to Ruvain. Now, here is a, an incre- I would say an incredible addition or an addendum to the shadow. Even though, and this is what I thought Shai you were going to bring up before, listen to this piece along this, even though Karka is not an exilus, but that which is attached to Karka initially, was detached and now is attached. So Tolosh or Sevchiro is considered, is considered Metaltolin, and therefore there's Baltolin, therefore you can steal it, and therefore it can become yours, and therefore you should be Chayvin Mezuzah, and therefore you should be able to uh, light them and everything. However, there's a problem. The problem is now like this when someone steals something, which is Metaltolin, it's called Mitzvah Bobavera. Mitzvah Bobavera means I, I, I'm trying to do a Mitzvah. But the mitzvah is coming to an avera. And the mitzvah that comes to an avera is not a mitzvah. The most famous case in the Gemara is, unfortunately, someone steals a little venesri. You steal a little venesri. So if you steal a little venesri, you can, it can be the most beautiful little venesri ever made since other Mauritian. But if you stole it, even though when you pick it up now and you stole it, it's, again, in, in halacha, whose little venesri is it? It's very possible that the person who stole it owns it. He owns the person from whom he stole it money. But he owns a little Venezuela. He picked it up. He made a Kenyan. We've spoken about this before. It's called a Kenyan Gzela. You, you took something into your hands, which you really weren't allowed to do. And we spoke over the years, a person renting a room in a motel or, or in a hotel. He's going away for Hanukkah. I spoke to from hotel owners in Chicago. I asked all of them the same Shiloh, and every single one of them said the same thing. He is Makbid Gomer. He would never allow anybody to have an open flame in his room. Never. So if a person rents a room, and Kabbalah from a non-Jewish owner, he rents a room, he rents a room. And what happens? He then decides, I'm going to light a menorah in my room. I'll watch it. I'll be very careful. I'll sit in front of the candle, and after a half hour, I'll blow it out. So I always told people, you know how to do it. So, Rabbi, give me an Eitzah. Okay, I don't want to talk about the Eitzahs right now. I just want to talk about the fact you're not allowed to do it. We found years later that the early Asher's that sell, it's printed in his name, that if a person lights a fire in a motel room against the wishes of the owner of the motel, so the brach he made is a brach al The candle he lit is a mitzvah babavera. And Hanukkah, you're not yet to your mitzvah. You're not yet to the mitzvah. 
So even if you go downstairs and ask for permission, and the lady or the man, the woman or the man at the front desk gives permission, the owners told me he's Makhbid Gomer. They're wrong. They have no permission to do that. He's not, not interested ever in there being an open flame in Otorum. I smoking, so the smoking rooms they allowed there for only one second, whatever the reasons are, but they will not allow a candle um, uh, to be on, even if you're sitting there the whole time with a, with a, with a fire extinguisher. You can't do it. You can't do it. Now, listen, listen to this. Mishlema Zalman, Arbach, says that when you light a menorah, you have to light a menorah in your room. It has to be your house. It has to be in a house. It has to be in a... You cannot light, even though I, I saw people... In, it, it's, it, as I told, as I said last night, to a different group of people, it's gut-wrenching. It's wonderful to be here. It's incredible. Last night we walked the streets of, uh, of Meishor and there was Achnas a Sefer Torah. It, 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 it's beautiful. I went to the Kaisal last night. There was a whole tumult there. I did not know that Netanyahu went to the Kaisal right before I got there. The Kaisal was blocked off. You couldn't go in. You couldn't go out. We got there right after he left. I did not see him. But uh, to, for a soldier who's sleeping on the ground, and doesn't have official quarters, it's very difficult for him to be able to be kind of the midst of Hadlokas Neiris. There's a chuvas, I think Rishlova Zalman has a chuva about this, maybe Rabbi Yashiv, maybe, maybe they say it over the neighbor of Moshe. If a person has a, has, a, has, a, uh, has a blanket and he's lying down on the ground, the Shiloh is really given about two examples, soldiers and people who are homeless. So the halacha is, you cannot light them in Neira outside. You can't do that. It, 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 it's not, it has to be a bias. We spoke about this years ago, about lighting on planes and lighting on trains and lighting in your car. But in, outside, you can't light them up. So you need a house. Rosham Zalman says, not only you need a house, but the house has to be your house. Now, this is something I, I thought about. I'm learning in the, in the Chesha Mishpachal, as you know, here in Eretz show. And um, I, uh, the, uh, I spoke to the people there. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. And everybody I spoke to said they never heard of such a Chiddush in their life. I'm not... Talking about, I, the Kiddush is, a, is, 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 is shocking. He says that the bias not only has to be a house, but it has to be shaloi. It has to be your house. If you don't own the house that you're lighting the menorah in, you're not Mekai the Mitzvah. And he brings a raya, which we all do. Every shul does this. After Mincha or after Meir, depending upon the minig in the shul, they light the menorah inside the shul. And it says explicitly that the person who lights the menorah, the person davening Meirik, lights the menorah, that person who lights the menorah, when he goes home, he lights the menorah again with a bracha. So Esher Shlomo Zalman, why is he doing that? <laughs> he lit the menorah already. He lit it inside a shul. It's a building. So it says Shlomo Zalman Albach, the reason is because the building is not his. The building is not his. The shul does not belong to him. This is a fascinating Shiloh in and of itself. Maybe we'll give a share on this another time. Learning Hilchah Shufas and the Chayshim Mishpachel in Chicago. We discuss this so often that the halachas of the Shulchan Chanukiah are so different from the house halachas yeah. that how could he even compare them? That's, There's an obvious answer why they're different. Shaya, why the guy would have to light again at all. So, so I'm telling you, so you are 100% correct in the following statement as far as I'm concerned. That in the Shul, the lighting of the mirror in the Shul does not work for the person who likes it. Even though he makes two brachas, last night they made three brachas at every minion and shul. That doesn't help. The reason it doesn't help is because it's not my house. 
Nobody eats there. Nobody sleeps there. Even though I'm not, I'm not talking about a cup of coffee. Nobody's eating there. Nobody's sleeping there. Therefore, the reason you like there is pursuing these, the Chab says. And the reason why you have to make a bracha get at home is because it, it's not a place. It's post Gemara. It was a Chiddush that Chal Yisrael started post Gemara. Or Shlomo for some reason, says this massive Chiddush. That the reason you have to light again when you go home is because it's not your house. Now, according to Shlomo Zalman, the Chiddush continues. It, it, the Chiddush is a pillar. Those people who are Zaycha, they have children come home for Chanukah, or they don't have to come home. They live at home. They're over, but over Bar Mitzvah, if you're Minigas, your daughter's light, they're over Bas Mitzvah. So you have to be Makna, your house, to them. Bish this is often a Gemara and a, and a Shulchan Aruch. If you buy a Lulav and Esri, okay, you buy a Lulav and Esri, over there you need a Din of Lachem. So if you want to be gates to the mitzvah, everybody has to sell the little district to each other. But by but by Chadika, well, what's the issue by Chadika? Now, so what do you do for an apartment where you're not allowed to make uh, changes without the owner's permission? Uh, okay, so or now house with a mortgage. It's in, okay, no house. That's correct. Also, we hold that all these issues. Again, I cannot answer for some Zalman. It's not printed in his safer with all with all the. Uh, how does he ignore those obvious questions? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I told the person yesterday, my father never told me he's being mocked at his house to me. I never told my children I'm being mocked at the house to them. And I don't know anybody who ever told their children I'm being mocked at the house to you. Bishleim, a guest. A guest is a special dinner in Shukhar called Rachsanai. Listen, this is Rosh Hashanah here. I'm not, I'm just saying I was low yay rate. So, the, 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 but the Shaila getting back to us is even without Rosh Hashanah. The problem over here is, forget about Shaloi. The problem over here is it's Geneva. The Besan has not decided who owns the building. So you want to light a menorah in a room that the Besan has not decided whether the room belongs to you or not. It could be it's Geneva. And if it's Geneva, then you have a problem of Mitzvah Baba Beiro. Then, then you have a problem. Then you have a serious problem. So are you saying, are you saying that if the Besan hasn't decided that's equivalent to a case where it definitely isn't his? No, no. I'm not saying definitely. But I'm saying there's, there's enough room to ask a Shiloh here whether or not you're allowed to light the menorah here. It's not pushing. You light the menorah. It's not your room. That's the problem. One, you're, you're, again, on spot on art, you're asking a very good question. So I spoke to, again, in the Cheshim Mishmikil that Rabbi Fleischman has, there are people in their 40s or 50s, a few people in their 60s, gigantic Talmud Chachamim, Dayanim. So one person said, there's, there's no Eitzah here. There's no Eitzah. There's no way to. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. Uh, the, the the property has not been decided by the by the best and by the courts. They're finished. So one person said the only thing to do is that Ruvain and Shimon should get if they're talking to each other, if they're talking to each other, which might be they're not. If they're talking to each other. They should they should work out a deal that for the next eight days, Ruvain, the person who is living on the property right now, should say that. Uh, uh, should work out with Shimon. Here's, here's a, whatever it is. Here's two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Let's make a settlement for eight days of Hanukkah. If eight days of Hanukkah, the property is mine. Written out clearly by the lawyers. It has nothing to do with the dentira as far as the is concerned. We haven't settled it yet, etc. But we want to be able to say just light, just light a different room that isn't in contestation. Uh, that, that's an answer. The, 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 the question is that this room 
Lahalacha is the place where you're supposed to light the menorah. Lighting a menorah here in Eretz Yisrael is a major tumult. You're walking, they're walking the streets last night. You see all these all these menorahs in the doorways. People light menorahs in the doorways with those outdoor menorahs. It's a, it's a tremendous tumult where you're supposed to light your menorah in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, you're right. That could be an age as well. But I'm just telling you that lemaisa lahalacha. It's, it's, it's far from poshit what the person should do. So the best thing to do, of course, again, you're going to have to do this, you know, no, Shimon is not going to be masking to Ruvain lighting a menorah in that, in that addition that he made. You know, uh, I'm not giving up on this, on this, you stole my property. <laughs> Forget about it. If Ruvain and Shimon are talking at least to each other, that they're masking that we can do this, then the answer would be that for the eight days of Hanukkah, Ruvain should get permission from Shimon that he's a lot of light of Menorah in that area. And over kind of Mitzvah Menorah. He could be the guy who will say, there's no way I'm letting you put up a Mezuzah. Forget about it. No no way. Okay, that's something to have to work out on a temporary basis. But the Shailah Al-Locha is, is somewhat fascinating. Understanding what to do. And, uh, again, I'm not saying fortunately or unfortunately. There's building going on over here all the time. And there are things that are contested all the time. It's my land, it's your land, it's this, it's that, it's legal, it's illegal. You can do it, you can't do it. He said yes, he said no. And it impacts how would, how would you have to live. And one of the ways, one of the way it impacts is, is Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah. Okay, so I'm just telling you that uh, it's fascinating. And the only answer that anybody's come up with is that Reuven and Shimon should work it out temporarily, that Reuven will be allowed to utilize this space to light him another in as well. And without getting permission from Shimon, he cannot... He cannot use that area as a, as a, as the place to light his menorah. Okay, so I'm wishing all of you, all of us, Hatzlocha Rabba. I'm wishing all of us also the ability to uh, have Shalom and Eretz Yisrael. I know that you know they got back. Uh, they got back that these terrorists, Yemach Shimon Bezichrom, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, they uh, they surrendered, but there's still still we have the. We have the hostages and uh, and, and, and soldiers. Rahman have been killed every day. The number is now up to ninety, and um, and that, that that puts a uh, there's a feeling, an umbrella feeling by everybody in the streets, wherever you walk. Everybody scratches the surface. Everybody's nervous. Everybody feels it. So uh, we have to keep davening. As I as I get as I said yesterday to another group of people, if every I would love to be able to have the koyach to get every Jew united. They told me ninety percent of the people in Eretz Yisrael like menorahs. Every single one of them, when they sing Moses, saw Yeshua, see Yevoda Nikbetsu Alai, all the all the stanzas of that song about the enemies that we destroyed, we should be zeicha with the power of the menorah. I went to the Kaisal last night, the first night of Hanukkah, to see the menorah, and right in front of the Kaisal, they have this gigantic display with lights of all the people who are hostages, all the hostages that have not come home yet. So every, everybody's reeling from this, and everybody's functioning at the same time. Streets are full of people. Donuts are being sold all over the place, etc., etc., etc. So uh, we we have to continue doing our part, and we should be zeichet to matzliach. I thank you all for uh, calling in and uh, giving a shout out to Jeremy over there that he should have a refuah shalema, and um, uh, wonderful to see Ricky. And we should all be zeichet to uh, to be matzliach, and everybody should be united in Eretz Yisrael with B'esam Mashiach, with Shalom for Klal Yisrael, Binyan B'esam Migdash. Really like the manure the way it's supposed to be done. Hatzacha Rabba. Kolta to all of you. Thank you very much for calling in. Kolta.